<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another grooming podcast. How did <laughs> that <laughs> sound? <laughs> oh. There you go. Oh, wait. It's okay. He doesn't have to do the auto. Today, we're talking about certifications. Uh, it's really important to me. Uh, I'm Nathan Austin. <laughs> I'm Kat Graney. I'm Kathleena Austin. And I'm Juan Rivera. And today, like I said, we're doing uh, certifications today. And uh, it's a subject I find really important. Um, I think certifying is the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> the bee's knees. Well, uh, I mean, let us maybe start with uh, how's everybody's week been before we dive right in. Oh, my week has been <laughs> lovely. Lovely. Well, we've had a lot of rain, so I don't know about other areas, mm. but like here in California, we don't get a ton of rain. So I feel like when it's really rainy, we get a lot of cancellations, a lot of no-shows. People don't want to get their dogs clean only to go out and get dirty again. What's the point? I know. And my dogs are just trashed. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, it's definitely a first world problem for us because <laughs> our uh, I built I had an we had an ADU built in our backyard, so wah, wah for us, I guess. But our whole yard was trashed. And now every time we potty the dogs, there's we have six dogs at the time, or oh, uh, right now. Oh God, seven. One's not ours. <laughs> and every time they run outside, it's just a fucking mud party. Mm-hmm. And it's either you shit and piss in the house, or you shit and piss outside, and you track mud all over the house. So it's just like a fucking fiasco four lose, times a day. Lose. Yeah. Good thing we got our son. Though. Our son's he like he's like corralling the dogs with us and like rubbing their. F- Wiping their feet off and stuff. So it hasn't been like totally terrible, but except for he's supposed to be the pooper scooper and he doesn't go out and scoop the poop I, right now because it's I, raining. I step on shit every time I come over. <laughs> so he's not yeah. doing a very good job. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody look at me. I thought you were gonna say your house and then you said mine and I was like, No, oh, yours. No. Yours. I'm also I'm also so fucking tired of saying, but we need it though, right guys? Yeah, we need it. We well, need it. Oh, the rain it's yeah. raining. Yeah. Oh, but I think, we, I think oh, once you turn it. like mid thirties. Like, oh, good thing it's raining. We need it. Yeah, I know, but I'm getting tired tired of it. it, We've had too much rain lately. I'm like, you know what? Uh, We're still in a drought, but what a Californian thing to say. Too much rain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, as we're in a drought. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say the aqueducts are full right now. So Aqueducts are full, but what about my backyard? It's also full. The real important thing. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else. What about mine? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, for twenty dollars a week, he's he's lagging on his job. Where's uh, where's Bear? Cad's babysitting this cute little little Pomeranian right now. So he's been he's been roaming around. He's pretty cute. I guess we'll show you. He's kind of cute. We but normally don't bring dogs to this, but he's uh, pretty cute. He's kind of cute, but he spends ninety percent of his day gyrating his hips, on uh, whatever he can find. Yeah, and that's why he's here because my poor dogs at home need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's like, not me, right, Bear. Not me. It's not my fault I'm horny. The only reason he's not humping is because you're holding him. <laughs> he's like, no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> we also okay, so don't for you condone. Who can't hear it. It's a little Pomeranian. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, really cute, though. He's really cute. But we also don't condone shaving double coated dogs, but that's what his mom wants. So sorry. Yeah. So he's got some alopecia. Don't judge him. <laughs> it's not his fault. It's, it's his not mom's. His mom. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> maybe that's why he's such a humper. When it comes to uh, master certifying, right? I mean, every one of us here is master certified, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think it's more important, right? Because we are we have done it, so we're like, oh, it's passionate. We're passionate about it, right? Yep. So what do you think? A master, what do you think? Um, like, what's a master groomer to you guys, right? It just means that you've proven that you know. Certain things, you know, structure, you know, balance, you know, where to set like patterns and stuff. That's what it's like a proven knowledge. Yeah. Proven that you can groom to the breed standard Mm -hmm. that you can follow uh, because I feel like it's not just like um, like the schnauzers. Right. Like obviously we were taught wrong at PetSmart in the beginning, but you were it was like from this point to this point to this point. And then like that was like. And there's the cut, but it's so much more complicated than that because knowing like the dog's structure, knowing the standard, being able to feel the dog and know like it should have more layback of shoulder or it should be tucked under more. So I'm going to do these corrective things to make the cut look closer to breed standard and cover up those flaws is where the difference is. Well, it's so wild to me, like studying for the master certification, you learn so much more. And like I learned how to actually pay attention to the breed standard and like read it and interpret it like before it just all of it meant nothing to me because oh i didn't God. know anything yeah, yeah. and as you wah, learn more wah, it's, wah, yeah. it's i read it cr- and like 
Yeah. It's actually crazy how much it affects my everyday grooming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just regular pet grooms, not even breed cuts. And I I think one of the issues, at least what I see a lot online, is people saying, I will never be a master groomer. I could never do that. I think it's way more attainable than Mm -hmm. people think. I never thought I would be a master groomer. Like it was always, after working with Yumiko, I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be that good. I'm never going to be a master groomer. No, but I think most of it comes down to like an understanding of structure. Right. Because, well, once you start to understand the structure, then when you are reading the breed standard, it makes sense. Where before, like I said before, it's like, wah, 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 and then you, you're like, I don't get this. But yeah. then when you start reading it and it's like, this should be in this area or this should be long uh, to the withers. And blah, and then you're like, ah, that yeah. makes sense. Once now it clicks, I understand. It clicks. Yeah. I mean, every time I post something on social media that refers to being a master groomer or certifying, I always there's always people on there saying, I'm not going to be able to do it. Well, something yeah. else I think that we hear a lot is, People that go like, oh, well, I don't have a lot of breed cuts, so it's not beneficial to me. Or nobody cares. Clients don't care. So why should I spend the time and the money? I don't want to groom show dogs. Right. And I I think that that's um, not necessarily. I mean, number one, when we first started doing it, I don't feel like we had a lot of breed cuts. So it wasn't. It wasn't like a, I'm doing it because I have all these breed cuts and I want to do better at it. I mean, obviously, I wanted to do better at breed cuts, but. Um, it wasn't really about that. Yeah. And um, once I started gaining that knowledge, though, and then I started posting about it, like, oh, I learned how to do this at this seminar, then I started getting those in. Or even if I didn't have people that came in wanting breed cuts, I still feel like I was able to apply the things that I learned to my everyday pet grooms and make them look better. Yeah, it's, and it almost, like, helps you manifest um, purebred dogs, right? Like, for me, like, I didn't get a lot of purebred dogs until I started doing it the same way. Like you start posting, right? just like yeah. you were saying. You start if that's posting what you it. want, right? Because I know you guys said you guys yeah. don't have a lot of breed cuts. Yeah, what are you trying to say? That I'm not good at them? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, do think it, I do think it depends on what you're looking for, right? right because right. like Kat has, uh, you know, once she started doing, the, she got her Bashan and she started showing her Bashan and then she started um, do like suddenly it's like a huge influx and not even just show Bashans. Cause while she does do a lot of the show Bashans in our area, she just more and more clients are like, I want a Bashan cut. I want a Bashan cut. I want a Bashan cut. And not all of them are even Bashans or even look bashan Well, I, I can't tell you how many people come into the salon <laughs> and see Lumiere and they're like, I want that. And their dog's like a drop coated <laughs> Yorkie or something. And I'm like, well, all right. but make the head really round. Yeah. yeah. I'll I do want my a round best. head. On the Yorkie. And then, yeah. They always go, I want the round head, but don't trim the ears short. Oh, my yeah. God. Always. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> that is a- Possible. If there are any pet parents listening, just so you know, it is impossible to do a Bashan head without cutting the ears into the head because they're supposed to disappear. You have also, to cut the I ear apologize hair. for cursing at you. I do not mean it. I love. We're you. very passionate. <laughs> thank you for your passionate. money. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but we're just letting you know. We're educating you. Yeah. Um. But I mean, so and same for me. I feel like once I started doing hand stripping and Scotties, it was just like one after the other. And once I started putting it out there that that's what I wanted, then I just started getting them more and more. Although I don't have that many well-bred Scotties that come to me. Well, that's why you're breeding them now. That's why I'm breeding them now. Although we do have a fantastic breeder in the area, but it seems like all of my clients get their dogs from out of state. There's a, there's a surprising number of Scotty breeders that don't know what a Scotty should look like. No. I will. There's a lot of I mean, all breeders, breeders yeah, all that breeders. don't know what their breed is. I just feel yeah. like they just don't. I just don't think they care. But I even think when I see for a, money. when I see like a wonky Bashan come in, like I'm like, that's a Bashan. But then when you see a wonky Scotty come in, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> it, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, okay, I like, when you see a well-bred Bashan, they're like fucking adorable. Yeah. Just incredibly cute. Yeah. Um, and when you see a badly bred one, you're like, cute. It looks Bashani. Okay. Yeah. But when I do agree with you, when you see a badly bred Scotty, they're like extremely long, extremely tall. No ter- furnishings. Like, yeah. No furnishings. Huge like, ears. Yeah. yeah ginormous the ears. Like they just look like freaks of nature. I'm so sorry. They are so, they are, they are cute. I do love my Scotties. But um, 
in comparison, it's not the same. I feel like they 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 have the tendency to go off really easily. Go yes. off like um, if you don't know what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Well, I also feel like a lot of pet parents are led the wrong direction by mm-hmm. these so-called breeders, right? How many people are sold a dog where you know they're like, "This is a Bashan," and it's clearly not a Bashan. It may have Bashan in it, but it, it is not. It's you know? Bashan adjacent. Okay. <laughs> also, how many? I mean, we're getting a little off topic, but just quickly. How many times have you guys heard somebody go, I've heard there's no good breeders in California or even America. I've Mm -hmm. had so many people. I've heard there's no good breeders in America. So I got my dog from like South Korea. Hey, this South Korean breeder told me there's no good breeders where you're from. (laughs) And and they sold me. I wonder why you said that. So they said, but they said they had one. That's that's good. Totally potty trained. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. That's totally potty trained. I was trying to like. Fidget with it. So sorry. Um, nobody see that. Anyway, moving on beyond the breeder rant. So sorry. So we were talking about you don't have to groom show dogs. I think we yeah. got off topic. <laughs> Just a little. It's okay. It's, it's a, what we do. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we have cards. <laughs> that was that was a Katie rant. So why, not, also, why would you be not a Ronnie yeah, rant? The master certifying also helps you see all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before I mass, before we started certification, I didn't know the difference between a pretty dog and a, a cute dog, but not the standard dog. Mm-hmm. And so it really opens your mind to a lot. And well, then it gets you excited to continue yes. learning and be like, yes. oh, my God, there's so much to learn. And then you get more and more excited as things start clicking and you mm-hmm. just learn more and more and it just builds. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because we often will get um, our like newer employees in and Obviously, they think every dog is cute, which we do think every dog, every is, dog cute, is cute. But we'll get every a dog, dog on the table and I'll start going over its confirmation of like, well, it's it's lacking here. It's lacking here. Maybe this is nice, but like this is bad or that is bad. And they're like, you're being so mean. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not saying that the dog is like ugly or shouldn't d- doesn't deserve to be loved. But I'm just letting you know that these are all the things that are like wrong or right with this dog. And it's important to know those things. And then after they've been working with us for a while, then they start to like see those things too. And they're like, ah, I see the difference between this dog and this dog now. Well, I think that like good breeding is almost like assisted survival of the fittest, right? Because like <laughs> yeah. in the, in the yeah. wild, the, the dogs with the bad hips or the bad legs or something are not going to survive. And it's going to be the healthy ones, the fast ones, the what, you know? So yeah. as a breeder, you're, you're choosing the best of the best to continue you know yeah we're kind of like assisting natural selection yeah Yeah. i wrote that down because that's hella funny (laughs) assisted survival of the fittest i (laughs) might save that note for later freaking funny but people don't realize yeah the way the dog is built structurally also affects the longevity and the health of this dog Mm -hmm. right yeah and so yes we are you know questioning their structure and stuff right and we're trying to improve and make it look better with a haircut but in turn that's going to be more harmful to the dog and its longevity in the long run. Yeah, and yeah it helps a, a tremendous amount. I also think like for training our people, if you're a master groomer out there and you're listening to this, I love training our people with by, by picking apart dogs, right? I'll put a dog on the table. I'll bring one of my new, uh, or me, one of me and Katie's new um, Apprentice. apprentices and we'll be like, okay, look at this dog. What is wrong with this dog? Normally, it's way easier to pick out things that are wrong, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, this isn't right, this isn't right. I think the really challenging thing is putting a, a dog on the table and say, what is right about this dog? Oh, yes. yeah, what do you like about this dog? Right? What's uh, a good it's quality? easy to see what's wrong because if, if if you put a dog on the table and you see, oh, man, it's way back, it's rear is way high, and it's easy to see what's wrong because it draws your eye, right? Mm-hmm. If it if it doesn't draw your eye, usually it's, it's either good or it's imbalanced with the rest. Mm-hmm. If it's out of balance and wrong... That's why you're looking at it. You should just see the dog as a whole. Well, and the thing is, right, every dog has flaws. But that doesn't mean you just throw the dog out. Like with our show dogs, all of our show dogs have something about them that is a flaw and that we can improve upon, right? And so we don't just like, oh, no, this dog's shoulders could be better goodbye like we don't just talk <laughs> about right so it's it, you do want to you're right right because like there are many good qualities about the dogs and being able to pick out those things that are good and highlight the good things and then hide the bad things is it's just as important what do you guys think um so if someone was asking you like oh why should i master certify like what do you really think the best 
answer is to that? Because to me, it's often pretty hard to yeah. answer that question. Right? I, I mean, for me, yes, I got all the knowledge, but it gave me the confidence to like to talk to uh, to customers or pet parents mm-hmm. and like stand my ground and feel confident in what I'm telling them and like to know the why and everything. I feel like the confidence just went through the roof once I became a certified master groomer because I'm a fucking master groomer. You know? Yeah. Even when I first certified, like when I got my first certification, it was like. I am a certified terrier. What did I, I don't even know what I certified first. In. You did terrier, terrier and non-sporting. Yeah. Well, half of terrier. Yeah, okay. Non-sporting. So non-sporting, I think, was the first. Yeah, yeah. And I certified with the Bashan. It was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, I agree with you, Juan, that it makes you feel confident because you're not just like, I'm a dog groomer. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're like, I'm a certified master dog groomer. So the thing that I says hold the things that I say hold a lot of value and you can charge more. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people are like, no, you can't. Yes, you can. You yeah. can. Yeah. You just have to really advocate for yourself Especially when people are the only one in the area. Well, when people go like, well, why should I like go? Why should I go to your salon over somebody else's salon? Unparalleled experience and education, right? Because like, no matter what, nobody can take that away from you. I am a certified master groomer. I have the education and the testing to back myself up for safety, for experience, for all of it. And it's it's really not that hard. No. No. I it's, think people It is should, hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I think you can just be grooming for one year and do it, but I, I think it's more intimidating yes. than hard. Yeah. Because you kind of I mean you you start somewhere and then you just build on it. So right, yeah. you're learning as you go. So well, like if you fail the first time, what do you get? A great critique. You go to another seminar and you try again. And you keep practicing and you keep learning and you keep doing more until you get it. So it's really not like it's not the most difficult thing. It really I, isn't. I honestly tell people just go to us. Just go to a seminar. At least for the NDGAA, that is yeah, what I certified with. Just go to the seminar and, and just check it out, and I, I guarantee you'll love it. Whether it be you just meeting people uh, of like mind, or um, and most people there are going to be scared shitless too, especially mm-hmm. if it's their first time. Because I was shitting bricks. But, uh, you know, after you do the first test, you know what? It's such a relief. And all of a sudden you feel like, you know what? I can do this. I'm a fucking badass, right? Like, (laughs) I know how to do a schnauzer properly or whatever the dog you choose is. And there's not, for the NDGAA, there's not like any dog. There's a certain amount of dogs and they cover the gamut of um, size and shape. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's not as hard as people think to find a dog to certify with them. Yeah. I would say that brings up another interesting thing because a lot of people say, like, I can't find a dog to certify with. Totally understandable, right? Because there are, it can be hard to not only find a dog of enough quality, but then getting the practice in, getting maybe a pet parent to loan you the dog to go somewhere. But like where we did our testing, um, Ann Martin was helpful. So if we were like, hey, I need help finding this, she would reach out to like breeders in the area. Or if she had a client, she would. I mean, she's losing out on that money then, right? And she would ask them to come in anyways because it matters. We care a lot about it. She cared a lot about people certifying and doing a good job, so she was willing to do that. Um, Or, like, help you find somebody to let you use that dog. Um, So I do think if you ask. Or use a blind, deaf dog like me. (laughs) (laughs) It was your only option. (laughs) In that turn, you don't have to use a dog that is perfect, right? Right. Yeah. Because part of of the test is showing the skill you have to make that dog look, look. A close enough to the standard yeah. Yeah. for the illusion that the dog is perfect. Right? Absolutely. Good point. I feel People like that's do think almost you. more impressive too. You're yeah. like, this is what is wrong and this is how I fixed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. It, it Definitely, people think it has to be a show dog. It definitely does not have to be a show dog. It can be a pet quality dog that you're just showing, you know, the standard and how to hide things. Absolutely. That is definitely like the next tier of understanding. First, you understand like how to put the trim on and then you understand how. Yeah, it's easy to put a nice trim on a a beautiful dog. dog. I I got this dog, Kachi, that she's a carry blue and I I groom her in competitions and people go, oh, my God, how did you get her to look so beautiful? I, it is so easy to put a trim on this dog. I basically just trim her to a, a, like a certain length all over because all the places, all the muscles, all the shapes are right underneath the dog. So it's it's just easy. It just comes together. Okay, Nathan says that, but I definitely could not groom that dog. 
<laughs> I cannot make that dog look the but way that Nathan makes it look. Be able to make another carry blue that may not be put together the same look similar is takes way more skill mm-hmm. than it's harder work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But as a um, as like an educator now, um, I usually tell people that's like the best way to place to start. Right. So just start looking into the NDGAA. Well, okay, or so there whatever, are, uh, whatever, that leads uh, us into our next thing, right? Because there are lots of different mm-hmm. types of certification now, right? So there is the NDGAA, there's IPG, mm-hmm. there's the AKC Master Groomer oh, Certification, ISCC. Like, to clarify, I'm not a NDGAA educator. I just mean as someone who is now educating. Yes, although you are an Andis educator. I am an Andis educator. Thanks, Andis. And maybe more <laughs> later. <laughs> We'll see. But yeah, and a Katie and Nathan educator. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you educate our our apprentices. True. And yes. occasionally we educate, which our, is really each other fun. Too. I I like having apprentices to to like give my knowledge to. You know, that's true. We're gonna. I'm gonna force Cat to teach Nathan how to do the Bashan soon. I've um, been trying. No, I mean to be fair, he did. Like he said, he did certify with the Bashan, but he's just a little bit rusty. So Cat needs to touch him up because now that she does such a good job on her show dogs. Yeah, it's honestly, it makes me very happy. I'm very happy for you, Cat, that you're like doing so well. I remember when you started, you're like, oh, I don't know, but now <laughs> look at you. You're doing you're you're doing a great job. Yeah, I was one of those people who was like totally against certifying. Um, I wanted i was happy being a groomer and then but you know katie and nathan pushed me in and now look where it's led now look do you regret it no not at all now look at her she's a best in show owner handled twice winner yeah so like Um, anybody can do it like don't don't think that you can't you know like if you're listening to this and you're like if you're just shrugging this off and this episode kind of sucks to you because you don't think you can do it you can do it you can do it if you're like if you're doubting yourself you could also like DM me or Kate or any one of us. Right? Yeah, like, I get people messaging me and DMing me all the time asking yeah. about how to educate or how to continue myself. Message me. We're all happy or Katie, to help. Or any or one help of us. You find and we'll a be mentor. happy to help you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think a big part of it is just having confidence in yourself, which is something I, I lack mm-hmm. and which is one of the reasons I didn't want to do it was because I was like, I'm not good enough. Right. So w- why even try? Yeah, and you're so good though. She's like literally. No. A, a She's very girl. underconfident, mm. very humble. We, I think we talked about that in the first episode. And she it, everybody, everybody that's good, I think, is realistic and think that they suck at the beginning, right? Like, I think I, I think if you're going, not into even just it, in the beginning. I, I mean, suck. how often do you look at your grooms <laughs> afterwards and you're like so happy, and then like you start to look at it the longer you look at it, you're like. Oh, or you take no. a picture. Oh, you you know, a picture. When, <laughs> but you know when there's like yeah. a green groomer and they're like, I'm the shit. And you're like, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. All, the <laughs> best groomers, the all the best groomers have like, they. you can see it. You know, like I'm the, I'm uh, like, I'm something I'm working on. I'm building myself well, up. Because you can by brick, always right? improve. Always, always. I like, I would never be under the impression that half the time, I mean, half the time I'm in the competition ring on working on my Scotty going like, who the hell put you... In charge of like the Scottish Terrier Club of the San Francisco Bay. Like, who, I'm the vice president, and I'm like, who, you know, like I bred a litter. Who said you could do this? You are terrible. Look at you. You cannot even groom this dog. Who are you? And, just count, yeah, just and count. then by the end, I'm like, okay, you did okay. It came together. We did okay. Maybe I'm okay. You know, I mean, I'm still picking it apart, but I'm like, all right, I, I'm okay. I did it. Yeah, I forget everything when I go. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing here? Why? That's why I quit. Why? So, I'm, <laughs> so like, uh, I think for people that don't know, right, I think we should go into a little bit of what the process is, right? Like, what's mm-hmm. the, because um, I know it's different. I know the NDGAA. Uh, I think you did IPG, right? And IPG. you're also doing a third one. I think we touched ISCC, on it in a later episode. Yeah. I think, but for people that don't know, well, let's, right, well, let's start with let's the, start with the NDG, NDG, right? Because we all did the NDGAA. And that's, that's how we met. met. That's how we met. Um, but um, just as like a very quick rundown, um, I do believe you have to do one seminar at least, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you have to have attended at least one seminar. Um, you do have to take a non-sporting practical, which would be the Bashan or the Poodle. And the Poodle, yeah. uh, the Poodle, there are like, I think you can do pretty much any haircut, right? Yes. Um, I think any acceptable or any. Uh, yeah, like yeah. anything you could compete with, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And Bashan obviously has to be Bashan cut. Do they mind if there's color on the dog? I don't think so. It has right? to be minimal. 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 Like less I think it's literally the same as if you did a competition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then you've got your terrier, your long legged, your short legged. Those are fairly obvious. You don't have to hand strip. No, mm-hmm. most people can find them pretty easily. Yeah. And I mean, since you don't have to hand strip, I do think that leaves you with a lot of options. But mm-hmm. then, so then like long legged, you could do like your carry or your Wheaton or your Airedales or your Schnauzers, your Welshes. Lots of options there. Short legged. I know you can do like Westie, Scotty. Although I, I feel like I read something about like, cause like your Karens and your Norfolks and Those your Norwich. Do they have, but yeah. can you do them? You can. Because they, they don't have really have a pattern. Yeah, it's not a necessary pattern, but I, but I think it's something you can't really replicate with scissors and clippers. So right. you, it has to be it has stripped. To be stripped. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, it, also it's it's been a few years, so I don't know since AKC took over if any rules have changed. So just it, so everybody knows, we could potentially be out of date. If people like, uh, I'm sure you can look it up. You can ask instructors. And Blake, uh, Blake's an instructor, so you guys can like message him if you. He's always happy to answer questions for sure. Um, Then you've got your sporting, your sporting dogs, and same thing. You don't have to card them. It can be a clipper cut as long as you're replicating the groom. Yes. Um, And that you know, like your American cockers, your English cockers, your Springers, your Setters. Um, I don't think you can do like a golden. To my knowledge, I think you used to be able to. Really? Yeah, that you used to be cool. able to groom golden well, competition. Well, they, yeah. they have a lot of trimming. A lot of work goes People into People don't those know dogs. that. Recently, uh, I was at the dog show and I was talking to Nancy Hahn. She's a, she is an NDGAA certifier. She was. And she, she told retired. me, um, I'm sitting there ringside watching uh, the terrier group and a, a fox terrier goes by and I go, wow, look at this fox terrier. It's a smooth. Freaking a smooth. gorgeous. And I go, it's it looks so chiseled, right? And then she looks at me and goes, "Do you know how much grooming there is on that?" And I, I didn't realize that yeah. how much grooming went into a smooth coat fox. She says it's the same pattern as the wire, just you're scissoring it. You're doing. She told me that somebody won first place at Hershey years ago, a best in show at Hershey with a, a smooth fox. I would love wow. to find that photo. If anybody yeah. has that photo or knows who did yeah, it like, or whatever, I want to see. kind of like, wow, I didn't know. Uh, but I don't know when that was. Probably yeah. in the early 2000s or 90s or so. I want to see, though. Well, so there's if somebody a, can dig up that information for me, please do. Yeah, there's a surprising amount of dogs that I thought they just got a bath and went to the ring. But no. Uh, yeah, beagles. Beagles. I yeah. was like, beagles? What the hell? Yeah, we but have yeah. a friend that shaves beagles. And she goes, oh, I'm shaving in spring necks or something like that. Or springtime Neck shaving. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, we're uh, like, <laughs> I, there's so much to so many different breeds. Like, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the NDGAA, right? It's, so each of those sporting, non sporting, and terrier come with 100 question tests mm-hmm. um, true, false, multiple choice, match the breed, et cetera, et cetera. They do try and trick you. I don't know if they changed it. Lots oh, of coulda, woulda. Yeah. Can you? You can. Should you? Can. I remember there was like, can you shave a chow? You can. Well, can. Like, well, you Should can. you? <laughs> Probably not. Um, we're not telling answers to anything else. Yeah, it absolutely could have changed. Like we said, we haven't, I think we've all been master certified for like at three, least three, four, three, years. four years. Yeah. Nathan Moore. But um, that's not that bad, though. I thought you were going to say like 10 years. And uh, I was getting ready to hit you with the don't age me, but three <laughs> oh. years was okay. Well, I think for you, it's like five years. Um, <laughs> anyway. Old. Um, and then, uh, so you do have to have an average of 85%. Um, and then on there's... Both, on, on both the technical and, right? Yeah, all together for mm-hmm. everything. Okay. You have to have an average of 85%. And then there's one last 400 question test that covers all the other categories, all the... Um, They used to do cats and pesticides. Like I said, I don't know if they still have that in there or if they've changed it Um, and structure and like all of that stuff and 400 more questions. Um, And uh, if you pass everything with 85% certified master groomer, the the highest score I got was a Uh, 97.2 or something like that. I want it was a 98. And I, so I, I want to know if anybody, if anybody else got a higher score than that, like message us your high score 
because yeah, um, we'll tell everybody because booyah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was your lowest score? My lowest score. It was uh, <laughs> no, his lowest Shush. one was <laughs> it was well because. It wasn't did passing, we talk about you know? that? I don't even know if we talked about. Maybe we'll do that in another my episode. Lowest, my lowest score, you know, you have to know. Katie has all my. It was. Stuff in I mind. think it was like seventy-eight or eighty-two. So it was it. between seventy-eight and eighty-two, I think. It was either but the Schnauzer. Or my the, Schnauzer was my lowest. It was in the seventies. My Schnauzer too. was my lowest. My Schnauzer was. I do believe it was in its lowest, but I used number one. I used a standard Schnauzer, which. I didn't know the breed standard as well as like the miniature mm. and yeah. I hand stripped it and I was like, I had only been hand stripping for like six months at this point. And for some reason I was like, I'm going to hand strip well, because I wanted one of my tests to be hand stripped just so I could say I did it. Well, right? also, we had dogs lined up that we did. canceled last minute. So we had both, Fox of, terriers, both of us. Yeah. yeah. Both of us were training on wire foxes and then all of a sudden, we lost those dogs and we had these they new pulled, dogs that yeah. Ann had gotten us. And mm. so we I met them same day. Same day yep. I didn't know the standard schnauzer as well. The haircut. And like I said, it would, I had only been hand stripping for like six months, but I wanted to do it. So I could I'm say like, I did one. I'm like about to say something that'll probably confuse a lot of people, but <laughs> I like bombed it because I didn't cholesterol my schnauzer's legs. So if you know yeah, what I that know. means, like hurrah. Oh, well, Good okay. You I still don't know what that means. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> cholesterol and chalk its legs, and I didn't get the inverted baseball bat shape of yeah. the legs. Well, no, okay, uh, but see, we didn't. That, we I feel didn't like know. you have to go somewhat deeper into that, right? So why don't you tell everybody, because you were the first of us to certify. Okay, so I <laughs> I went to certifications. We thinking, all we thought Nathan was going to do great. Tight, you yeah. know, thinking, you know, I, I did a decent schnauzer. Like, it wasn't hula'd. But I still left the skirt a little higher. Too much. We thought Nathan was like, number one, he was a great groomer considering. But we were like, he's the best in our salon. Mm. So we're going to send him because he's so talented and he's going to knock it out and tell us how easy it was. And we had no, tr like we hadn't done any continued education at this point. Right. Nope. And so like, he's just going in with our old pet smart stuff. Mm -hmm. Like. And He's going to kill it. Yeah. So we show up and there's Ann, Ann Martin and she's like being in her presence and listening to her speak and listening to her talk about dogs. She's very, very um, driven and passionate about it. And I don't know if you ever listen to somebody that's truly passionate about something. It really it's, it, it um, motivates you, you know, so just listening to her and listening to Nancy Talk about these things. It really lights the fire under you. So that's another reason why I think people should just go listen to somebody who really passionate about dogs. Talk about dogs is it, it, it's invigorating. Warning: She may want you to. You might want a standard poodle. Yeah, she starts going. Too. She starts swinging her arms like this and goes, "Have you ever seen a poodle in motion? And it, looks, <laughs> it looks like a stallion." Well, uh, in its gate, and like Beautiful as she's saying it, I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to buy a standard poodle now." <laughs> um, so I have two now. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, so one from Anne, yeah, one, one from Anne. They're both gorgeous. To dogs. be fair, we had we had the other one already, um, but, but we she, wanted another. So she grooms this schnauzer, and I'm like, "Holy fuck! I don't actually know how to groom a schnauzer." So she starts saying like, "Oh, you know all these points that you learned." That's actually wrong because on every dog, the different points are in different areas. You put the pattern on to the dog. It's not always a thumb length. Yeah. It's not oh, a yeah. thumb length. So we all thumb, have the same thumbs, and right? And it's not always the, um, the whisker nodule. Sometimes you have to move it forward or back a little bit. And then she's cholesterol. She gets this cholesterol. Okay, so cholesterol is like kind of like a imagine like a, putting a bunch of lotion in your hand and then you're rubbing Similar. it in the dog's legs. Similar, and then yeah. you put chalk in there and it helps the chalk stick and then it gives the the hair texture and volume with, and so you can brush it out and get it to have that volume that's how you see those schnauzers with those really poofy legs and then you scissor it and it it, it it's wider at the base you can sh you can uh, expose the nails really tight to the nail straight up cylinder leg and it it kind of it kind of tapers into the elbow i'm sorry and um so that was like way over my head so i was like I'm just not going to do that, and I'm just going to, like, brush it up a little bit and then scissor it. I mean, she, to be fair, you probably shouldn't have just didn't because know you didn't know how to do it. And I will tell everybody, if you are, like, at a competition or a test or something like that and somebody gives you, like, a hint beforehand that you have never done before, 
probably don't do it don't because do it. Well, also, you shouldn't just like attempt to do new things without trying it and practicing it beforehand. And in, in, in all actuality, I was really scared of Anne. She, I, <laughs> I really like Anne and Nancy because Nancy's this huge terrier person, so I didn't want to seem stupid in front of them. When in all actuality, I should have just said, hey, I don't know how to do that. Could you show me? Because the day mm-hmm. before you do that seminar and yeah. they would – have absolutely showed me how to do it because that's what they're there to do, right? They're not there to embarrass you. They're there to uplift you. Right, yeah. Um, so I just thought, I'm just not going to do it and I'll just see what happens. And I bombed, of course. I got a passing well, to where I was going to say, you got a passing grade. I wouldn't say you bombed. But it I w- just wasn't the 85% average. And she told me exactly why. She's like, well, look at these legs. She backs brushed the legs and they, they're they all outside. And oddly enough, schnauzers, you should see like schnauzers. There's people out there that will die on the hill of schnauzers looking so wonky and they're just so right, you know? Like I got in <laughs> I tried so hard not to get get into it on on social media, but people are like so wrong about schnauzers a lot of time and they're just they're so sure of themselves about that they're right, you know? But they're all different, right? The giant the, the standard and the mini, they're all different. Long story, long, <laughs> long story. Yeah, so, <laughs> long story long. Uh, it's, well, the ADHD, right? So I I did it. And you I did came do home it, and I, I told Katie and you I told Katie. You did the Bashan too that time. Yeah. That was a lower score. And I learned too. the bell head and it was wrong, very wrong. And I came home and I told him, hey guys, guess what? I suck actually. <laughs> and it's really, it was a lot harder than I thought. And it's a lot harder than hey, I thought. So I just came back and I scared him. So actually, if you're listening to this, it really, I no, know I said it's really hard and scary then, but. It, in, no, but, in you retrospect. Have to, <laughs> in retrospect. but you have to take into consideration while you didn't get the 85% average for those two specific tests that would have made you a certified master groomer you still got a passing score to be certified in non-sporting off of knowing the wrong pattern and just watching and do the proper haircut and trying to mimic it the best you could the next day which Mm -hmm. is you know so that just for anybody who's worried about it right if you're like i don't know i mean that was just off the seat of your pants with not any you know what I mean? So it's possible. You can do it. And you made up for it with higher scores in other yeah, so categories. Even, even though not going and showing up, you still get to oftentimes see the, the, the teacher do that haircut. Mm-hmm. So then you could just replicate it, right? You don't just show up and do the haircut you think the way it should be. Um, I mean, you can do it like that. But I'd say for the NGG, go ahead of time and try to do the seminar. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like when we were doing it, it was more we were learning by book and mm-hmm. like self-study kind of thing. And yeah. I feel there's so much more opportunity now out there with, you know, the Internet, basically oh, yeah. all these courses online and stuff. And I've learned so much because you can watch it in detail because I'm more of a visual learner. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so much easier for me to learn that way than reading and studying a book. Right. Yeah, right. And shout yeah. out Groomhouse, you know, like, yep. Yeah, I'm on there all the time. There's just so many. I I agree with you, right? Because not everybody has the money to like travel to trade shows. Not everybody um, can go to a seminar maybe in the beginning without testing first. And maybe they don't want to do testing until they've like learned a little bit more. So there are a lot of really great options now online mm-hmm. um, where you can learn things for a good price. I watched Jay and Sue's Springer and Poodle over and over and over and over and over again before my, my certification. And also, yeah. if you are doing a, a, a purebred dog and you want to critique on it, send it to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to critique dogs. The best um, we can. To over, the best of our ability. The best we can I like online. to tell you how wrong you are. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can critique right a dog uh, no, right. into right. a passing certification for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what about IPG, since that was one of your certifications? Yeah, so I am certified through the IPG as a master groomer, and it's a little different. Um, So there's three tracks. Track one, you have to do them in order to get to the master. So track one is a a certified professional groomer, and there's two writtens and two practicals. One is just a a safety, washing and drying a dog, showing that you know how to do it. And then just an all-over haircut, simple. What What they're worried about there or what they're looking for is just safety, and uh, like nice handling, a nice haircut, but it's you don't have to do much of anything else just to show that you are just a certified groomer, right? Because you don't have to know breed cuts and everything to to do be a good groomer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then after you do that one, it's track two, and it's an advanced uh, certified groomer. And with that one, it's also two ends and two practicals. One is handling a, a toy dog or a senior dog, 
And with that haircut, it has to be two different lengths. So like fuller legs or, and you have to show like angulation and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, um, and a double coat. So you, you can see that you can, you know, brush things out and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the track three is the master certification. Yeah. And the practicals are the same. So the non-sporting, terrier, um, sporting, they actually have a mixed breed one. So that's like all the... Uh, there's like a doodle section, cockapoos and stuff. And then after you do those four, then you take the master certification. And it's it's all the same. It's the same test, 100, 100 questions, well, multiple where, choice. What are they expecting uh-huh. of you amongst the mixed breed stuff? They send you, with when you get your packet, they have like a little section that's kind of like the AKC book for the breeds, but it's for the mixed breed. So it just tells you, like it goes over like the doodles and like how it should be this height and this weight. It's it kind of... It kind of mirrors the purebred dogs, but obviously it tweaks it a little bit because it's yeah. it's a mixed one. Oh, I don't yeah. think I could pass that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Like I don't do doodles <laughs> all day, every day. I think the I, I don't remember if the if the mixed one's also a practical or if it's just a written. Hmm. I think it oh. might be just a written. Oh, interesting. To be honest. Interesting. And then you become an uh, international certified master groomer. Nice. With IPG. And it's a little different with the... The NDGA, NDGAA, you had to do it in person, right? Oh, I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. if it's like oh, that now. Yeah. And the IPG, you're actually able to do it from home. Oh. So the the testing, you you take it from home and you actually mail it in or you email it in. Mm-hmm. And nice. then for the practicals, you can do it on Zoom now. Oh. So it's really nice. nice. They they do Zoom certifications once a month, mm-hmm. um, and they're certifiers from all over the world because it's international. So when yeah. I was doing my certification, like Victor was in Puerto Rico, and then we had uh, Kitty from the UK and then there was some, like oh. an Australian certifier and it was like really cool to like, and then they all critique you too. Oh, so, so, nice. so then, so then you, you groom, you have the camera on you the whole time and you're grooming. And then after they're like, okay, now move the camera and I want to see this. And you know, so then you go and you like go really a close to the dog and they kind of, you know, they make you show okay, them everything. And like, I brush, wondered. Yeah. Like yeah. Brush they're it. like comb it oh, out okay. and brush it out. And that, then, that was something I wondered about, right? Like how much you can really know, like if the dog is symmetrical or if you mm-hmm. missed things or, um, so it's good to know that they have you like oh, yeah. do all of that. And it's like live all the way through. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like you can cut it and like pause and then somebody else comes in and grooms the dog and then you like start. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> are you timed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It is. It is a the same time. I think oh, two okay. hours. So how how long did it take you to do um, the IPG? It took me um, three years to do the NDGAA. Some people can knock it out in one year or one session, but it took me three. I think the IPG took me about about six months. Okay. Yeah. So yeah from nice. start to finish, just because it was at your own pace, you know, yeah. from home. So it was. I was like doing well, how, it. How long did NDG take you guys? It took me a year. Oh they God. had two. Well, they had two. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. when we started, it was once a year. Mm-hmm. And when Kat did it, they did two in one year. And I also yeah. had fearless leaders who led me through and helped me find dogs. I think I was probably like two we years. We owned most of the dogs by we then. Owned most yeah. of, we owned most of the dogs. So we loaned, and we still are happy to like loan dogs out it took to you people. How long? I had two years, I nice. think. But um, it's something I was going to say, since you mentioned the Zoom, mm-hmm. I do believe that the NDGAA and the AKC do their testing now at um, trade shows mm-hmm. um, where they didn't when we were doing it. So that is very nice. Like if you are going to compete, you can use your same dog. And that way you're not like having to find a different dog or like, Oh no, now I can't do this competition because testing's yeah. there's a seminar four weeks later and it won't have enough coat or whatever. You just tell them before you start, like, Oh, yes, I have a dog. Yeah. I want to certify. And they'll come with. and check over your dog before. That and then makes it so much well, easier. But we should also add that at grooming shows, you don't have to groom a dog on stage. Right. Mm. If you you're can, not competing, yeah, if you're not competing and you don't feel comfortable competing, you can also do it. They have a back room. You can do it in. Yes. But compete well, I also. I, I <laughs> Why have, not? Yeah. I have seen like people complain about it online that they don't always have a back room anymore. And sometimes you have to do it on the trade show floor where it's like loud and yeah. like a lot is happening just so everybody knows. Like, I don't know that if that's something they'll be changing or 
if that's the way it's always going to be. But I have seen people post about that, about shows like, oh, I had to do it on the trade show floor. So it was very distracting. And people like thought I was like, you know, like you're like on the trade show floor trying to do your test and people are trying to ask you questions like you're teaching and you're like, bro, no, I'm trying to test. Leave me alone. You know, uh, something else too that I remembered is everybody that I know that ever had started the certification process has succeeded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think true. I know anybody that has started and been like, oh, it's too hard. I'm not doing good. And then and then stop doing it. I think as long as you decide I'm going to do it, everybody has the talent to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll help you through it. If you don't make it the first time or the second time or the third time, it's not like they're like, you can't come back. Well, no. you know what's on the test already. You already yeah. took the test. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Everybody's but, happy to like help and uplift and like, you know, maybe it's like getting a different dog or maybe, you, you know, everybody's willing to help. Yeah. So... But, I'm going to sound like an asshole right now, but I actually really don't like it when people say they're a master groomer when they're not. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to like be belittle you know, anybody. Belittle anybody. But I feel, for one, I think the term a lot of time is uh, copyrighted, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is, yeah. So it is illegal in some some aspects, but also like everyone that has done it has worked really hard and put a lot of time and effort to be able to have that in their name, right? Master mm-hmm. groomer. And I think when people just like pick that up because they think they deserve it and they may like they have may the experience and they may be talented it. enough that they probably are. But just when, go they, do just, the testing, when they just take it on without any um, any proof or anything, it, it to me, it, it takes away from the people that have done it. Yeah, devalues. I it devalues it, yeah. I was reading online that someone said that they were grooming for over 10 years. So in turn, they're a master groomer. That does not mean you're a master groomer. Yep. Well, there well, is it's a, all some about people. The, it's, a, it's a lot about the quality too, right? Because I've heard some people say like you could have been grooming for 10 years, but each year was like your first time grooming because you weren't educating, you weren't right. growing. So like 10 years of one year. And also, you know, they say um, yeah. anybody can like master a field with X amount of hours, right? They say about 10,000 hours and you should have mastered whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. I throw that right out the window because I know plenty of groomers that have been grooming more than 10,000 hours that can't groom a proper breed trim on any dog. Yeah. Well, So to me, that automatically goes right out the window, right? Well, um, sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was, well, I was going to say I've been grooming for, I say I've been grooming for 16 years, right? But I feel like I've been like grooming maybe for like five. Right. You know, same. I feel like my first 10 years didn't really count. Yeah, right. same. Well, so well, I at least think, in that aspect. I right, think, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it doesn't count, right? Because like I think we were all good groomers. Mm-hmm. We were good pet groomers. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. We were great pet groomers. Yeah. But I wouldn't have considered myself a master because I could not do those things. I could not like hand strip. I couldn't card anything. I couldn't put a proper breed trim on. And those things are what make you, I think, a master is if you can take any dog that comes in and do its proper grooming. And if I can't do the proper grooming, then why am I a master? And not to say, I mean, I can't say that I can do any breed cuts, so please don't. But I have a very good understanding and I can look at breed standards and figure out what needs to be done. Yeah, And I could not have done that before. And I agree yeah. with you. I've been grooming for 16 years, but I really feel like only in the past four or five years have I actually started to be able to interpret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be able to master what I was doing. And I think if, if you are someone that says like, I'm a master groomer and, and you're not certified in any way, I'm not trying to belittle you, but I'm trying to challenge you. Yeah. We're <laughs> trying to say like, you know, go if, do it. If you think you have that um, in you, I'm sure you do. I don't doubt it at all. And we want you to like go out there and succeed and be a certified master. Yeah, and I I don't want to like hold you down or anything. I actually want you, I think every groomer should be master certifying. And I think every Mm -hmm. groomer should not be pushing each other down, but we should be lifting each other up. Yes. Because the more we lift each other up, the more we lift ourselves up, right? As an industry. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you because I do, I want, I love my career. It's like, very much what I was meant to do, I think. And I want us to be, I don't want when you tell people like I'm a dog groomer and they go like, Oh, okay. What are you going to do later? Fun. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) well how fun. I don't want that. I want, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm a certified master groomer and they're like, wow, 
how incredible is that? And, all, and I, yeah, that's and what I want for everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a certified master groomer. And when wow. you yeah, and when you certify and become a master groomer, like for real, it it's so not. It just feels so good to say it's I very am a meaningful. master groomer. And you know, when you mm-hmm. see a, when you're in a crowd of uh, of baby groomers or green groomers, you're like, hey. I'm a master groomer. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe not, but you think well, that I mean, in your mind, I was right? like that before yeah. I was a master groomer. I was like, oh, my God, they're master groomers. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you can put an acronym behind your name. Yeah. And I yeah. will say, like, I mean, over the years, even when I was at PetSmart, I met people who just, like, haphazardly threw, like, master groomer over their things. And then it really, like, at that point, because I didn't know as much, I was like, oh. You know, like, we mm. had hired somebody who was like, oh, I'm a master groomer. And... You're like through what organization? It was not. It well, and at that time I didn't know very much, so I was like, "Oh my god, master groomer!" And then like, you, and he wasn't certified, and it was really bad. Have you? And so then that let you know where I was like, "Oh, it doesn't mean that much." But then later, once I really got into it and I got to know more people, I was like, "Okay, so that was just somebody who was just saying that." Have, have you ever worked with somebody that was like a compulsive liar? Have you ever been around someone who's a compulsive? <laughs> I've known two in my life, and. The way they can like just make shit up on the fly. <laughs> like when I was when I was and a they kid, believe we knew it, one. They believe it. When I was a kid, I knew one. When in high school, he would be like, "Oh yeah, my house has this and that, and uh, I have all these video games and all this." And I was homeless at the time, right? So I was like, "This guy is fucking so cool." <laughs> and one day he invited me over his house, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this rich kid's taking me to his house." I get to his house. His house is a hoarder house. Oh. He didn't Maybe have nothing. he did have all those things, but no, it was but hidden. So he brought me <laughs> hidden to his in house. the garbage. He, he's been Poor lying guy. to me for about the whole year, and then I get to his house, and it's a hoarder house, and he acts like nothing happened. It's it was almost as if like everything he was saying was just like he believed it. Mm-hmm. And when we get there, like it's no big deal that none of it was real. Of course, I played it off because yeah. I was fucking sleeping in a car. So it's like this is better than this is a house. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just made me think like, wow, there's people like this in the world that just yeah. like. Yeah. Say shit, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's an adapting skill. You know? Yeah, obviously he was hurting and like he was a good guy though. For know? that one, uh, the other yeah. one we met, I would I don't know what his problem was, but um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so what about um ISCC? That's oh, your newest venture. Yes, I'm in, I'm in the I'm a, about a third through the ISCC and it stands for the International Society of Canine Cosmetology. Um, and this is also, it's a two-step program. The first program or the first part of it is you become, uh, a pet care derm tech, dermatech. Mm. And so for the studying for that, it's like into, it goes into like the microscopic level of like hair, the hair science, and then like the chemicals and like the different conditioners. And you learn about like case studies and it's like, okay, this dog has this kind of rash and is this coloring and oiling. What would you do to help this, this, this case, you know? So you, you get to really, you you have to like think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, More of the science, yeah, Yeah. which is super cool. Yeah. Cause I mean the other, the other two were like breed standard and haircut and stuff, Mm -hmm. but with the ISCC, it's way more in depth with, with the I, science. I really, I yeah. would like to start doing ISCC yes. yeah, when too. I, when I find time in my busy schedule, but it sounds like you're learning. A yeah, lot. I'm learning a lot. The, the binder is literally like four inches thick. It's like huge. And do they have the audio version? They, I, on the website, I did see they had oh. CDs. Yeah. So oh. I don't know oh. if those if are still around. I can't do audio, but for everybody else, yeah. I know, uh, uh, like Nathan I have and Kat absorbing. need audio. I need to visually see words. Well, I actually made my own audio. <laughs> so, oh. I, yeah, so as I'm reading, I'm, reco- I'm, I'm recording myself reading mm-hmm. the text. And then I listen to myself, listen to myself reading it while I'm like grooming. I do okay, that. so you'll I just send them to us when we start. Oh my god, I, th- this is <laughs> if I did that shit. This is what I would hear. And the the Dermot. I would. If I would. You, you know, if you if <laughs> you did would have to your read that own for me. reading audio. Yeah, yeah, it would be terrible. Would, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it just gave me chill. Like thinking about when the teacher would be like, "Hey." It's your turn to read aloud. Oh. Like, I was oh, always no. like this. I was always like, me, my turn. Can Please, I go now? No. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to. 
freaking kill myself right now. <laughs> well, this one's really cool because it, so like the first part of it, it's 12 written tests and each, each test oh is God. like a chapter or two of the book. Oh. So you, you actually like feel Figured. accomplished as you, as you do it. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, I have, okay. One more, one more test and you can, you know, it's, it's really yeah. nice. Instead so, of just like a hundred random questions, right. you have no clue what's going to be on the test and you study all the wrong things. But I've been, I've been <laughs> yes. thinking about doing it a lot and saying I want to do it. But if anybody out there wants to make like a pact with me and doing it and you do some other certification or this one, I'll make a pact with you. Or well, I'll join because I'm not you know done with I mean? it, so I will be a, a part of the Because I want to do that. I want to do that. It seems like, um, I mean, I'm preaching. Well, and I think Scott is one of the, yeah. is, so Scott, I mean, come on now. You want to certify us, right, Scott? Right. Yeah, Scott. yeah, maybe we could have Scott on. Scott, are you yeah. listening Scott, to this? Are, are you, you watching? Listening? I think he is. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is, too. I actually really like Scott. Scott is such a good guy. <laughs> I hope. No, I he hope is. He I, I, <laughs> I, don't, Scott, we do Scott, love Scott, Scott Wasserman. Scott yes. Wasserman, yes. I, we do love him. He's I, a terrier guy too. So yeah. when I first met him, I had gotten his book, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Art of Hand Stripping. Mm-hmm. Anyone book, out there. by the way. Very I'm dyslexic. I have ADHD. I have a very hard time reading. And I picked up that book and I was really nervous. But I was surprised how thin it was. It's a small book. Mm-hmm. But I read that whole book. That's the first book I read from beginning to end, I think, in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you, Scott, that. because you've made something, I think, that is very accessible to a lot of people. And thank you, and because engaging. I found that book very, I, I just loved it. You know, mm-hmm. I recommend it to everybody. So so thank you. If you're out there looking for a hand strip book, that's easy. It Scott's doesn't, book it is doesn't great. go over like patterns and things like that, but it really goes is similar to the ISCC, where I feel like it goes into the science of hand stripping, why, how, what you're doing and techniques and techniques, like techniques mm-hmm. and but like i just mean it doesn't like give you patterns for all the terriers but it goes no. into all of the other really important details and i use that information all the time when i'm talking to my clients about hand stripping when they don't understand it um when they're like why can't i just come in every six months for my welsh and i'm like <sighs> let me explain <laughs> to you layers and hair anatomy and all, you know what I mean? And so I reference his book quite a lot. So it's a great book. Highly recommend. So after you do the derm tech uh, testing, then you started your master pet styling test. And there's three practicals. Um, this is non-sporting, sporting, and terrier. But the sporting and the terrier, unlike the NDGAA, like you guys say it, or the IPG, you have to hand strip and card your sporting and nice. terriers. So it has to be more to breed standard. It has to be more to breed So I, I do think that's really cool. Um, while I did appreciate doing, you know, having the option to do the pet styles for the NDGAA um, and not having to hand strip or card my dogs, I did feel like I should have to be able to show that that is something I can do to call myself a master. Yeah. Yeah. In the NDGAA and the IPG, you don't have to know how to hand strip to be considered a master groomer. I do think, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I think I would feel better about it. Well, I did. I, I carded my sporting dog and I hand stripped one of my terriers. So I did. (laughs) If you can, I did just say that I could guys. (laughs) Kind of those like, who are just listening, me and Juan were both making faces. <laughs> I, it's it's one of those uh, similar to, um, and Kat can attest to this, um, to one of those like I gave birth on epidural things. I had an epidural. Kat <laughs> did not. She was a the badge of honor. She was yeah. She was a real fucking trooper. <laughs> I and went through all this unnecessary. I went through hours and hours <laughs> of unnecessary pain. Hey, they say <laughs> it's better for pushing. And yeah, my kid you know what though? It That's was true, better for yeah. pushing because her labor was much shorter than mine. So pros and cons. You know what I'm saying though? Nice job, cat. Yeah, yeah nice job, job, cat. Hey, I didn't get an epidural when I labored over my Thanksgiving. Uh, turd afterwards you know what i mean yours was solid after thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) i had too much mac and cheese that was not that was like a five pound tootsie roll so i think if any if anyone's out there and have questions of that stuff we missed no we did we we forgot one we did AKC. akc Oh, yeah. Um, Well, so, yeah. So AKC is like one of the newest ones. Um, It's somewhat different, though, um, because AKC now owns NDGAA, right? So for the AKC, um, their starter track is the salon safety course. You can do that online. You might be able to do that in person, I assume, at trade shows. Because I think they do all of their stuff at trade shows. I don't think that they have, like, individual seminars or anything like that, as far as I know. Um, And then 
Theirs is a coat types test. So somewhat different where it's not necessarily, I mean, you are obviously trying to do breed standard um, because you have your terrier. um, You're non-sporting, you're sporting, but then they also have a drop coat. And so for that, you can use like a Maltese, but obviously like a Maltese breed standard would be full length right drop coat right and you can even use like a wheat in you can use a porty with wavy coat there's like a few different options i was running around all over the place yeah trying to find a drop that coat. was the hardest part was the drop coat well for nathan and i lucked out because they considered my i did a rescue roundup and they considered my rescue dog a drop coat nice. right and so she that's was what just I was a little say, yeah little mix right? i will say that's the nice thing about the akc one because while like to an extent like if you're doing a scotty they want to see breed standard right but i do think that means that they want like for the wire and the sporting they do want i believe like hand stripping and wire because you're supposed to be showing you know how to prep that coat properly and you know how to work that coat properly so a wire coat it would be hand stripping and the sporting it would be carding but for and poodle, for the non-sporting, the Bashan and the poodle. They consider it curly coat. It's yeah, You're right. I apologize. She is absolutely correct. It's curly coat. So if you're in Rescue Roundup and you get a dog with a curly coat, it doesn't matter if it's like a mix or whatever. They count it. And I, I don't know if it, this is the case or not, but is it like everybody that becomes a AKC Master Groomer qualifies for that award for... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then after you pass the award that he won and he wants to talk about it again, his first time. <laughs> so the Ever. after you do your your, I mean that's a big deal going up is. on stage. Like for people that don't do anything else, like they want a chance to like go up on stage in front of all your peers. Like it's exhilarating. Okay. Well, so might discourage to explain it better. It's, it's go back because you're like jumping ahead. You're getting ahead of yourself. Then you have to do, you do have to answer another 50 questions that are a master test. And so then you're an AKC or I can't remember exactly how they phrase it. I'll have to look it up for you guys because they changed it. Because when we were doing it, they were still like in transition. They were still in transition. yeah. Yeah. But I believe you're not an AKC master groomer until you also have your NCMG master groomer. Through the NDGAA. Yes. Yes. Okay. From what I believe, you cannot be an AKC Master Groomer without also having your NCMG through the NDGAA. So, like, you have to do the AKC one and the NDGAA, and then they put them together in your AKC Master Groomer. Um, But then everybody who completes theirs throughout the year is eligible for a Barclays Honor Award AKC Master Groomer of the Year everybody gets to vote on that. So your name gets to be on the ballot and it's just, you're automatically put okay, on and Nathan did win last year. No, but it also is <laughs> not a Barkley honor though. It's no, not it's technically not. a Barkley honor. I don't think, but I mean, it's a, uh, but you get to go up on the same stage and uh, accept an award. You don't, yeah, you don't get the Barkley honor medallion, but you're still up there you for a Barkley honor. Like it's still a Barkley honors award. I think, I think everything awarded that okay, night is a Barkley honors. Award. We have to go. Somebody to tell us. I mean, it was during the Barkley honors award ceremony. I thought I asked yeah. somebody if this counts as no, a Barkley honor. No, we did. We messaged, no. I think, no, we messaged, I think it's Todd Shelley, right? Who runs the. Barkley. Runs Barkley. Barkley, and we messaged him on Facebook, and he never responded to us. Well, you know oh, what? I feel like I see him very all the busy. time, but I haven't. Like, I keep, I keep not ignoring him, but like not going up to I don't him think because he makes friends. me nervous. I don't think we're friends on Facebook, so Todd Shelley, like, friend us on Facebook, and we also <laughs> sent you a message with a question. So it probably just went to like his filtered. Uh, filtered messages so if you see this or if somebody who's friends with him sees this let him know we're wondering if it's a barkley honors award or not i kind of don't want it to be because <laughs> like i've been nominated for a bunch so I, i'd want to like still not have one yet you know like what? i have this other so we award. could win ours together for yes podcast. <laughs> when, well then i could i could tell wink, you i've wink. been nominated no i never won one yet you know that little bit of guilt uh, yeah. may motivate somebody to vote <laughs> for me i don't know <laughs> Or it's, just, or it's just funny. Or us, you know? It's just funny. Or us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That'll do, too. You know? It'll do. <laughs> It'll do. That'll do. I did have a question. Like, yeah. the one he's doing, the newest one. Yeah, um, how How do they do your technicals? Do you have to do them in person or is it online? So when I spoke to Scott, he said that he would fly out. Oh. And do it, and then while he's in town, he would hold a, a workshop oh. for oh for 
you know, just him oh, well, teaching and stuff. Set so that we should set up for sure. Well, let yeah, me get we ready get for my practicals. Okay, well, we should well, all we, get ready for our practicals. Now we gotta get ready for yeah, our we practicals. Get it. God damn it. We gotta get Scott, we gotta get Scott, you can stay at our house. Wink, wink. No, not at our house. My house. He doesn't want to step in dog poo. Yeah, one problem. He can stay at my house and we can watch RuPaul's Drag Race the whole time. I see his Facebook statuses about the drag queens. Okay, but can we all have a slumber party? Yeah, you can sleep over too. Okay. Yeah, let's all come. We love having you. Do slumber have the nicest sleepable house? Like <laughs> I, <laughs> when somebody says I'm, they're going to come over my over my house, I'm like, oh my god. No, same. <laughs> no, in general though, like Nathan is not somebody he hates spending the night at people's houses. Yes, like he'll do. do anything to avoid it. But he slept over at Juan's house, so that's uh, a huge. I didn't compliment. know you did not like that. Okay, so he doesn't the like reason it. why I don't want a long he story. Because okay. Just a little well, backstory. Well, you can touch on it another time again. When me and my mom or when I was homeless as a kid we would often stay at people's homes and it just felt like I was a stranger in somebody's home mm-hmm. right so I always felt better being in a hotel because that space like at least it was your felt space. like my Neutral. space at yeah. then my not space. like I was invading <laughs> not like I was invading somewhere else but as a consequence it's carried into my adulthood right I feel like a like I don't belong in other people's homes like, I'm like a, a burden, burden. or I, I, and even though I'm not, it's just something that has been. But I didn't feel like that at your house. Good. The trauma you um, hold on to. Not at your house either, Cat. I lived at Cat's house for a while and I didn't feel like that. So technically it was your house. I too. thought I was going to feel like that. When we were moving in, I'm like, oh my God, I was really worried about it. But your your family, well, their family is my family. Like, yeah. So We can talk about that another time too. That's a long story. Yeah. A long. All of our million times we've moved. Hey, you know what though? I'm funny now though. <laughs> Thanks, all, trauma. All the trauma. Yep, you're yeah. funny. Good and so, job. Um, if if you if you're listening and you have questions, like I said before, message us. You know, mm-hmm. we're happy to help. Every single one of us. I think one of our main goals is to help grow the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we do not feel Support. like you're do not feel like you're bothering us or anything like that. Just message us, and we'll try our best to get to it. Um, yeah, we don't always I we don't always answer things like as quickly just because we get but, bogged down. Sometimes I have to read things and then unread it just because I'm like I don't have time to like write out a paragraph, but I will get to you. I swear it. It just sometimes takes a little bit of time. Just double text. Yeah, yeah, double yeah text. that's true. You can, you can always, always text me bug me. Like if I, you know, sometimes I'll tell people like, look, I've read your message. I don't have time right now. Remind me. The don't un, let me the forget. Unread it's function not, is the best. It's not on purpose. It's never on purpose, but yeah. we lead busy lives, yeah. right? So like if you ever message and like, you don't get a response or whatever message again. Don't yeah. feel bad. So uh, for me, especially. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you have topics uh, you want us to talk about or if you have funny stories, funny pet parent interactions, DM us all those things. We want them all. Uh, thank you for joining us at another grooming podcast. Like, and subscribe, like, follow, subscribe on whatever. We're on everything. So if you just like put it in, we'll be there. Also in my link trees and in theirs, all that stuff will be there. Yes. So give us a follow. Right, bye. bye, guys. Bye. God damn it. Now I do this all the time. What a millennial. Millennial peace sign. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> I got a pee. Mm-hmm. Me? I think that was good. Yeah.